Welcome to High Vibes and Grateful Heart, a podcast for women on the rise. When we come back, I will be in the studio with my friend Jess Ohanian, the wellness herbalist, and we'll be talking about all things earth-based medicine. Welcome back, everyone. We're so happy to be in the studio today with my friend Jessica Ohanian. Hello, Jess. Hi, Jen. It's so nice to be here. It's so nice to be sitting across the table with you. Jess has so much beautiful work to share with us today, so I'm going to dive right in. Um, I want to begin by giving you an opportunity to just talk a little bit about your heart-centered work, what it is you do, and why you do it. Yeah, you know, I have been thinking about this just kind of in preparation for our conversation today around what my work as an herbalist really means. And, you know, there's not a simple answer because I feel it so deeply and there's so many different ways and layers to be an herbalist. But when I really think about the root of it, for me, it's about holding space for healing, not to heal, but to allow healing to happen for people, for community, and for planet. That's a truly beautiful mission, Jess. Thank you. And knowing what I know about you and the work that you offer, it's just having a a profound impact um, on the people who are fortunate enough to have access to you, your programs, and your services. So thank you. Tell us how you discovered this passion, and, and did you have sort of a transition that you had to go to to find yourself here? Yeah. And what was that like for you? I certainly did have a transition. Um, you know, I feel like my personal experience and just thinking about a lot of people who are stepping into work that really does feel meaningful to them and, and of service, um, unless we're very lucky to be put on here and just kind of know exactly what to do, there is a transition. And for me, um, part of it was I started in a completely different profession, um, like public accounting, financial planning, and I just knew that that wasn't fulfilling to me. Um, And I felt just a little bit lost about what to do next. Um, And I really struggled with kind of finding, finding my way. And As we all do. Yeah, yeah. And so um, part of I guess what happened and how I found herbalism, I would say herbalism really found me. I ended up getting pretty sick, mainly just because I wasn't taking care of myself. And it was in that time, I actually, um, I remember very specifically, like I had this virus, I just had so many different things going on with my body, and I couldn't figure out exactly what was going on. And there was this moment that I just remember so clearly, we had just moved into my house in Canton. And I was sitting on the kitchen floor. I had like these washcloths under my armpit. I had boils. I had MRSA. Like my immune system was just like kind of going wild. Yeah. And your I, body was like, it was giving me the attention, sign, right? Pay attention. And um, I remember hearing this voice in my head, like my own voice, just saying, like, Jess, if you don't do something different, um, like your health is only going to get worse. Like things are going to like continue getting worse, and yeah. it's time to make a change. And that was the moment. And I was like, okay, let's. Let's figure out what to do next. Um, so I started exploring different kind of complementary forms of healthcare. I had always been interested in natural health and wellness. And when I found herbalism, it was like everything just kind of clicked for me. It integrated like plants and herbal medicine. Um, it really gave me a sense of like feeling empowered of how to yeah. take care of my own body and learn to listen to its signs of what it needed 
I spent so much time in the kitchen just like nourishing myself with good foods um, and then like leaning more into seasonal practices and lifestyle practices and through all of that I really just it felt like I was coming home like I felt home in my body I I felt like I had found this sense of purpose that this was something that I needed to be sharing in the world and to other people um and that really like started me on my path and I would say I like got the herbal bug and I never looked back um but it wasn't easy to make that transition I was gonna say (laughs) because that's that's a very significant commitment that goes into that kind of a journey I mean that's a lot of school a lot of practicums and all I mean everything that goes with it right it is absolutely especially in you know, not everyone even is aware of what an herbalist does. Like right. herbalism, so all like, the is that even like, right, you have to kind of take all of that into account. Um, and it was hard. And for me, it was very much a journey of just really trying to like follow my truth. And mm. um, that wasn't easy. Like I very much like thought I was going one path and I went a totally different one. Um, but I just kept like saying yes and yeah. I kept showing up and I just like once I made the commitment to do it that was it there was no turning back exactly. and and yeah and and that remarkable sort of um difference that you feel from being unaligned you know disaligned disembodied um you know not living your truth to a moment when you realize what it does mean and what it will take to be in alignment like that aha moment mm-hmm. it changes everything and you get to a place where you're like I don't care what or how difficult this is going to be if I once you know what that thing is you just go for it and I think that's an important message to share with our audience today and our listeners because you know nothing worthwhile is ever simple or easy right exactly and you know it's so true and I also think like I remember within this experience I was in a herbal workshop and part of what we did was pull these little plant cards and the plant that I pulled, and this was very early on in my herbal journey, it was a flower of impatience. Ah. And the message around the card was like, have patience and trust the process. And of course, me back then was like, I don't want to have patience. Like, <laughs> I want the thing now. Like, I want to just know exactly what how this is all going to look and feel and unfold. But for me, patience was part of my transition and my journey yeah. to let it, everything was happening for a reason and happened at certain times. And that really just that lesson of like sometimes we want something so much and we want to have it right away. But like having a little bit of patience for yeah. me was a big part of making that transition just feel a little bit easier once just I accepted trusting, that. Trusting in the timing and the in the in the sort of divine nature and unfolding of it all. Yeah. It's not easy. It isn't. So I I don't want to assume that everyone who's listening to this show today understands specifically what an herbalist does so i could you just share for a few moments a little i know it's so much more than a you know five minute explanation but just <laughs> give them some insight into what it is you would actually do in your practice sure okay so i will say like jen you just mentioned there really are so many different ways to be an herbalist and there's a lot of different herbalists walking this world and and showing up in different ways um for me i consider myself both a community herbalist and a clinical herbalist um so part of my work and and a lot of for me what centers around herbalism and in the community side is making care accessible making education around health around herbs around just you know general information of how people can feel more empowered to take care of themselves with you know plants that are around their yard or just foods in the kitchen um very 
simple information that can really have a profound impact on people's health. And so as a community herbalist, I like to teach like workshops and educational classes that are a wide range of subjects, but really light and inviting and just a safe open space for people to learn and, and come together in community. Um, and then there's more the clinical herbal side, where that's really working with people one-on-one, kind of doing a whole health consultation. Um, there's custom formulas like of herbs that can be made. There's nutrition advice. There's lifestyle advice. But the biggest piece about a herbal consultation, kind of in a clinical setting, is it's very much, again, just like holding space for people mm-hmm. to share their stories. And it's trauma-informed. It's really about asking for consent, about making sure people feel heard and supported and they can share as much or as little as they want to share. Um, and then working in conjunction with other people's healthcare practitioners. Right. Right. There's a, a big, big part of it. Big part. A lot of people are like, well, I'm on like pharmaceuticals. Can I even work with herbs? Right. And yes, like so many people are on like pharmaceuticals. If I didn't work with people who didn't take medicines, like I wouldn't see many people. Um, so there's like this education around how that works too and how we Absolutely. work together. Well, let's talk about that a little bit for um, just to understand your ideal client. Mm-hmm. So clearly the community side, it's the kind of things we do at the center where we're trying to pique people's interest, get them in the door so they can understand all of these modalities and, and approaches that are available to them, right? To kind of generate interest and most of those are sort of at an introductory level. But now let's say somebody has a real problem that they're that they're dealing with and they don't they aren't getting the answers that they need through the traditional pathways, which is what's happening mm-hmm. uh, for so many people, right? Um, and to be quite honest, uh, very often they go with a problem, they get given a pharmaceutical, which is treating a symptom, but not necessarily the root cause, right? We could have a whole podcast about that. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> but, but, but talk to us about that client, that client who, who's kind of hitting walls and doesn't know where to turn next, and they find you. How, how do you um, break that down and help them? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, and it really is very much client-centered, the work that I do. It's a collaboration, which is just in and of itself very different than what a lot of people's experiences may have been. Um, traditionally. And traditionally. Traditional. Yeah. And so it's very much client-centered and collaborative. And, um, you know, my ideal client is somebody who is seeking support um, around around really anything that's coming up with their health. Sure. I mean, people can come to me with whatever. That's what happens in my clinic right now yeah. in my, as a clinic in my school as an intern. Um, you know, we don't know what people are going to show up with. And right. it's really a conversation around health and what goals are, um, what fears are, what, what would feel most supportive and what success in our work together looks like. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, it's listening. It's listening, and then it's coming up with a plan together. I love that. Yeah, yeah. Because, you know, I mean, we're in a field where we know it's not just the physical um, dis-ease, right? Mm-hmm. There, much of it is it's aligned, it's aligned with our energetic dis-ease, mm-hmm. our limiting beliefs, our fears, our experiences. You mentioned trauma-informed earlier. Like all of the things that we live through in our lives on this earth – get stored in our body. Mm -hmm. And so there is a lot more to this work than just, oh, what are your physical symptoms? Yeah. Yeah. So I think it's just so beautiful that you can dig deeper. And there's also something so um, compelling to me about the fact that we can heal ourselves with, with what 
Mother Earth is giving us, yeah, right? And through the plants and through the herbs and through the food we eat. And it's really, there's so much, um, it's not new stuff. It's not new. And, and that is one thing that I always like to kind of state is one of the first things when I'm meeting a client for the first time is that part of the process is also just like inviting nature to to let nature be part of the process. Um, and sometimes when we like let go of the control that we have to be the ones doing all of the things that right. like I have to be the one coming up with a planner. You have to be like, you know, taking all these herbs and doing these practices and eating these foods. It's like, well, also we can just let the plants, yeah. we can let nature hold space for us too. And when we, I find that when clients invite that into their life and when I approach working with a client in that way, it just takes the pressure off. It oh, takes the pressure absolutely. off that we have to do it all, and, and, and plants to, are here to guide us. And, and to feel that support yeah, from, support. like, you know, our roots, really. Mm-hmm. Yeah, from yeah. our feet up. <laughs> yeah, 100%. It's, it's really, um, it's so beautiful and fascinating, and um, I really, I'm very, I'm just very proud of you and the and the commitment that you've made to, to this practice. So thank you for thank that. Thank you. Um, tell us about an accomplishment that you are most proud of. This can be personal or professional. It can be tied to this whole journey. But what do you, when you ask yourself, you know, what am I most proud of today? What does that look like for you? Yeah. Um, you know, I think it really is, it's tied to this journey. And when I think about the fact that I'm a new mom and I became a mother during the time where I also changed careers and like came into my life purpose as a professional herbalist, um, you know, I, I thought about both of those things. And as I think about it, I think what I'm most proud of is the fact that I allowed myself <laughs> to yes. to just step into following my truth. Um, yeah. And like becoming a mom has just been so amazing. Yeah. And and also like living a profession that feels really good to me. Like those were huge, huge life transitions that happened all at once. Yeah. And um, being able to just hold that and, and continue on and, and still be feeling excited about all of it. Yeah. Um, and it's know, all really integrated if you think about it. it really right? That is. nurturing of yourself, your dreams, your child, your family, the community, right? It's yeah. all very integrated. It's all so connected. And so, yeah, yeah I'm, I'm proud that I, I'm still in it and it's always going to grow and evolve. But yeah, I'm just proud that I've done that and I'm, I'm doing it. It's really great because so many of us, myself included, you know, we went about our lives for many, many years, um, you know, into our 50s without allowing ourselves that space to really listen to those, you know, I call them cravings of the heart, those mm-hmm. those pings of, mm, you know, this doesn't quite feel right or I really would love to do that. And so I love that that you and this generation is listening they're stopping they're pausing they're listening and even the the next you know the emerging adults right now having come out of this crazy you know pandemic i think people are stopping and pausing and reflecting instead of going down the sort of traditional pathways right yeah and that's such a beautiful part of our evolution i believe and of our overall healing as a world it really is jen and that's something that you know i i wanted to speak to a little bit too about you know, when you asked that question first in the beginning about what my work is about, you know, part of what I believe some of the disharmonies that we're seeing in this world with our health as humans, um, the imbalances, diseases, kind of as a society, when we think about just systems that are in place that neither 
they are or aren't working um, for the benefit of everyone, maybe as equally as they could or should be. And then when we think about what's going on with our climate and just the changes that we're seeing, um, you know, when I say I'm holding space for healing, I feel like what I'm really trying to do as an herbalist is hold space for that greater collective healing. And I really believe that if individually we can work on coming back to like our true nature, kind of getting better with our health and then having more space to explore what our truths are or could be, that to me is like the greatest possibility we have for the collective healing. Yeah. It's so true. And, um, you know, that's a lot of what this nonprofit is about because we're all systems, if you think about it. We're our own system within our own physical energetic body. You know, we're systems in our relationships, our family. We're, We're systems in teams and and companies were systems in, you know, communities and town. Ta- I mean, we we just if those things are experiencing imbalance from from our very core all the way up, you know, that's where the disease, the disharmony, and the uncomfortable stuff is. Is mm-hmm. it's just like layer on layer on layer, yeah. right? So if you can start with that individual self, like you said, honoring your own truth and caring and nurturing for yourself. You're only going to be able to take that forward in your relationships, in your family, in your work teams, in your friendships, in your communities, right? Absolutely. So I feel like um, you're really touching on something so important. And as we mentioned earlier, this is not new. This has been around for all of these years, right? The earth was there first. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I love that we're getting back to that and making those connections and educating ourselves on on something that isn't really new yeah but that's been there forever and it's really remembering patiently waiting for mm-hmm. us to remember right yeah yeah oh it's so beautiful i just love it i love what you're doing tell me about you know one of the things we talk about on on this show is as women you know we've you know we all face challenges in our lives but as women i think we have extra kind of complexity sometimes because of the societal expectations and role models that we can do it all you know we can be this you know superwoman who raises a family and has a career and holds it all together right so what do you feel is maybe the most significant challenge that you faced in your life and what has that taught you oh that is a good question um I mean, I feel like for me, the challenge that I was experiencing over and over again was just this desire to want to kind of find my truth and my purpose and not being able to figure out how to get there. Right. Um, and some of that was me internally, um, just letting go of expectations. Of other people. Of other people. Yep. Um, just, you know, saying, like, I need to do this for me. Right. Um, but that's really hard. I think it's it's so hard. It's hard. It's hard just in the society that we're raised in to to own that and kind of step into that. Um and so that was really challenging and, and it's just um yeah, it can be hard when you're doing something that is different than what is expected and different than what is just like the normal path that so many of us are just kind of plopped on and and taught we should be following and to veer off that path and then to go do something different. It's been challenging, um, but it's also been so rewarding. It is. It is. And, and, and you're, you were here, you're here for a reason, right? You know that, and you're following that. And um, thank goodness you are, because so many of us, we, we um, muffle that, you know, we stifle that for ourselves because of a sort of that fear of how we're going to be judged, misjudged, 
not belong, all of the things, right? And that external expectation thing is huge. Yeah. You know, all the people we care about, when we don't get back the response that we are hoping for, it can be a little soul crushing. Absolutely. Right? Yeah. And I think, you know, a lot of us just want to feel accepted. Yeah. Like we just want to feel accepted and we, you know, hopefully. Like we fit in. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But there are certain souls who are here in this lifetime who are meant to kind of go through the tough stuff so that mm. they can help lead the others. And you are definitely one of those Aww, people. Thank you. So, just gave me goosebumps. No, so I'm so honored <laughs> to have you here. So another thing that we are not so inclined to do as women is to look at ourselves and and be able to sort of practice that self-love. Like, what is it that I love about myself, whether it's a physical trait, my personality, um, you know, just something about myself that I love. So I'm going to ask you that very hard question so that you can share with with our listeners. What does Jess love most about herself? There's so many things from Aww. an outside perspective to, to comment <laughs> on, but what do you think? You know, I'm reflecting on this question too. I was actually proud of myself that I had an answer immediately. I was like, wow, that's a that's a big shift from, you know, where, where I was five or ten years ago um, and to be able to own it. And, you know, I really view myself as a, a very nurturing and compassionate and heart-centered person. Um, I think that's why I enjoy the work that I do so much as an herbalist and really just being able to hold space and listen to people's stories. I feel like that's a personality trait of mine that I love and mm-hmm. it's in me. And I hope, you know, that the people that I meet and I get to spend time with feel that. And, and well, I can guarantee you that they do. Yeah. Yeah. And so that's just... It's an it's a nice personality trait to reflect on. It's it certainly is, and it's and it's so well aligned with the work that you're choosing to do, right? So it's yeah. great. Well, what, what do we think about when we talk about our purpose, right? What is it that I that brings me joy that I do really well that can help people? That's sort of what you've done here. You've looked at that, and and you've um, begun to implement that. So yeah, it's really great, and that's why it feels so so right. Mm. I love it. So um, this is a kind of a loaded question for you, but we talk a lot about self-care and self-care means different things to different people, right? It's not just going and getting a massage every week. So how do you practice your own self-care to stay healthy and balanced as you're managing school and motherhood and all of these other, you know, launching this new career? Yeah. You know, for me, I find that my self-care like just comes in seasons and I think it has changed throughout my life and it honestly changes day to day. Absolutely. Um. And I found that what works best for me is really just allowing myself to do whatever it feels like I need to do in a moment um, and not holding myself to so much like structure or that I have to be doing a certain thing or eating a certain way um, or even moving my body a certain way. It really is just taking time to listen to what feels good to me. Sometimes that is I want to, I feel fulfilled and fueled by spending time with like friends and going out and being social, you know, have a glass of wine. And then the next day it might be, okay, well, maybe I need to now nourish myself and and rest and restore a little bit. Um, You know, even just like moving my body, taking Evelyn out for a walk in the stroller and trying to spend a little time in nature. I mean, I'm not... It's hard. Like, it is hard. We're all doing a lot of things. And it's the same thing that I work with my clients through, right? Like, we don't have to be doing all the things at once. Like, what's one small thing we can do each day or each week? Just something small that's going to make us feel better. It's Um, it's So much of it is just having an awareness of what you need in that moment. You're absolutely right. Because what you needed yesterday is not going to be the same today. Exactly. Because every moment is evolving and changing. And so that's great. Um, 
I appreciate you sharing that for sure. I mean, so much of what we need to do is be listening to those those signs and symptoms and signals from our body. It's how it communicates with us, you know, and it's like anything, you know, you know when you're hungry, right? Mm-hmm. Your body tells you. You know when you need sleep, your body tells you. So all of these, it's just like having that that communication and relationship with, with your own self, that your own vessel yeah. so that you can listen and respond. Yeah, and also just giving yourself space and permission to allow yourself to do that you know right. we can listen but sometimes we don't actually let ourselves do the things exactly. that we know we need to do and so yeah it's all part of it it's like anything it's a practice yeah some days go better than other days mm-hmm. right? and that's okay it is okay that's part of it right is giving yourself that grace yeah yeah for sure so i love to ask people about role models because i you know as a community of women who are really you know supporting each other and personally and professionally, I think it's so important that not only do we, you know, serve as role models, but we think about who modeled for us. Do you have anyone you'd like to speak to that's made a big imprint on you? Yeah. Oh, if my mom's listening to this or if she does listen to this. Yeah. My mom, um, she is just such an incredible, like, caring, strong, compassionate human being. Um, I'm a triplet, so she raised... (laughs) like three girls while working that's crazy yeah and she just she as I've become a mother the more just in awe I am of everything that she's been able to do Mm. and what she's been able to provide and and you know I think as a mother we hold a lot we're doing a lot and it never ends you know she's taking care of my elderly grandmother right now there's cycles and um just the grace that she is able to kind of walk through life with and how much giving she has and just love she has for her family um, inspires me to be like a a better mother, a better human, just to follow my dreams. And she's been so supportive of me the whole way and everything. Well, mom, if you're listening, I want to meet you too because you sound like a fantastic human being. And I know you are because you made Jess. And I actually met one of your sisters, one of the three. Um, So I've met two of you and um, wow. Impressive people. So mom did a great job. (laughs) I love it. So what would you, if you could go back in a time machine and tell 12-year-old Jess something that you know now that she didn't know then, what would it be? Yeah, you know, when I think of 12-year-old Jess, I actually really loved 12-year-old Jess. Well, of course you did. Yeah. Because you were her. I was her. And um, I would tell myself to just not let that light go out, to just keep, like, being me authentically um you know and And that's hard at 12 years old it is hard at 12 years old and um that you don't have to just follow a certain path Mm. and you can do you can do whatever you want to do absolutely yeah and there's magic in that and like believe in the magic and believe in yourself and you're gonna do great things it's see that's really a great message for sure but it sounds like your mom was the kind of person who already taught you that when you were 12 so yeah that's why you're so incredible (laughs) thanks mom (laughs) um do you have any advice for other women who are listening to the show who might be maybe feeling a little stuck so maybe they have some dreams or they have some changes they want to make in their life but they are sort of feeling fearful or unsure of themselves what advice would you give to them today based on your own experiences. Yeah, I think the first is that you you really aren't alone in this and that this is something that I feel like a lot of people do go through. Mm, um, for sure. And just listening to yourself, 
and believing in yourself. And if there is something that you want and it truly, genuinely feels like it's coming from a place in your heart, you can do it. Like, go for it. It it might not happen as quickly as you think it will. It might not happen even in any way that you ever imagined, um, but it will happen and it's there for you. And also, you don't have to do it alone. That's what community supports are for. That's a very good point. Yeah. That's um, a very good point. Just yeah, being open to the possibilities. Yeah, open and to the, the possibilities. Yeah. yeah. I love that. That's so great. Um, tell us one thing that people don't know about you. Well, we just found out that you are a triplet, but is there anything else interesting about Jessica that you might want to share? <laughs> well, th- the triplet's usually the one that most people... I know, people, but you slipped uh, that earlier. I did slip that earlier. <laughs> um, I don't know. The only thing I could think of is I can lick my elbow. It's like a very what? unique skill that I have that apparently people aren't supposed to be able to do when I can. That's so. amazing. Now you'll, you, you'll have to show me that later. <laughs> I've never heard of such a thing. It is, yes. It and I can't it. imagine being able to do that. So <laughs> that's great. I love that. That's such a fun thing to share. What do you wish that there were more or less of in this world? We kind of touched on that earlier. but Yeah, I mean, it really does tie so much to the work that I'm doing right now as an herbalist. But I guess less of, less fear, mm. less just kind of systemic oppression that exists in our world, less inequality. For sure. Um, and, and more, like, kindness. Yeah and hope and love and compassion. And I really truly believe that that is there inside all of us. It is. And if we access that, the other, the lesser things that we don't want of, they will start to go away. Exactly. I feel feel like there's been a shift energetically uh, toward all of the things that you've just referenced. And I think this is what we've talked about earlier. And I think each generation is getting more in tune to that and getting, again, getting back to these ancient you know, wisdom and, and learnings. And um, yeah, so I feel very hopeful. Yeah. I really do. I'm, I'm excited to see what the future holds for all of us. And how would you like to be remembered, Jess? Oh, goodness. Mm, I guess I'd like to be just remembered as someone who loved like wholeheartedly and did everything. Motherhood, like herbalist, friend, daughter, community member just all around good human all around good human yeah just doing it with my full heart and genuinely and authentically well that's beautiful and I can tell you that you are doing that now and again starting at such a young age so it's really it's you have such a beautiful future um ahead of you so thank Thank you you, thank you for being you for sharing your story um with our listeners today and for being a part of our community it means so much to me thank you thank you so how can people get in touch with you so that they can book consultations and learn more about your work yes absolutely thank you for asking um so you can get in touch with me on my website it's www.thewellnessherbalist.com or send me an email at just at the and um if you're interested in a consultation i'm still seeing clients in my school's clinic um where we do Sliding scan consultations, custom herbal formulas can get shipped right to you. I'll be seeing clients until the end of December. So if you're interested in that, um, feel free to email me and I'd be happy to support you. Wonderful. And you'll also be continuing to run some community classes at the center as well. Much more. We look forward to that. Much more to come. Good. (laughs) Lots to look forward to. Thank you so much, Jess, for being here today. Thank you to our listeners. We hope everyone has a beautiful afternoon. Thank you so much for joining us. I encourage you to practice high vibes and keep a grateful heart. With love, Jen.